Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by Tell Me Studios for Aleph Insights. In this series of podcasts we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm Fraser McGrewer and I'm here with Chris Ragg and Peter Coghill of Aleph Insights and this week we're discussing online rating systems and to what extent we can trust them. So starting off with yourself, Peter, I think you've got an example to, to lead us in on. Off you go. So I um, thought was triggered uh, in my mind um, in response to the, uh, a, a recent uh, news, a, a recent breaking story um, where a, a, a forensics company which provides forensic support to uh, a number of police, uh, police, uh, police constabularies in the UK uh, is under investigation for falsifying or incorrectly handling um, forensic evidence, which means, which which is likely to mean that um, some court cases maybe need to be reheld, and it's feared that in many cases um, they don't have the original sample, so they can't be retested. So um, there may be um, miscarriages of justice as a result, um, and. Uh, so I, 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 this was an inherently interesting topic, but I, I, I the thought occurred. Well, I looked looked up this company on Glassdoor, which is a, a an interesting website. If you've ever come across it, it's 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 where people can put reviews about the companies that they work for. Um, so it's often full of people, um, recent leavers who have been cheesed off for one reason or another, giving scathing reviews. But actually, gives you an interesting insight, albeit slightly biased, perhaps into companies that you're either dealing with or, or you, you might be applying for work with because people are often sp- specific about um, what's wrong or what's right with a company and many reviews are quite balanced uh, I've given reviews there uh, for employers that I, when I've actually quite you know I've had nothing bad to say and I wanted to make a make a make a positive contribution so um, uh, it's a useful re- resource but it got me thinking more widely well well is this was it is this resource a useful thing well hold on so and did you see a link between what you saw on Glassdoor and this firm yeah so um i i I didn't do any comparative analysis with similar firms but i I found that most of the reviews well over two-thirds were extremely scathing about the company in one for one reason or another either the sort of the style of management or the working conditions um there were a lot of clearly unhappy people that had been had some association with 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 this well, who reported to have some uh, association with this company, and that got me thinking. Well, would is this a useful resource? If I was to, if I was conducting due diligence on on companies, would this be a useful resource? And to what extent could I trust the reviews uh, to give me a, a a balanced insight into how this company is run? Um, and if knowing that they're likely to be biased in some way how can i how can i correct for that bias and so just to be clear are we talking about i mean in the in this case we're talking about almost these bad reviews on glass door as being um signifiers of other problems in the business let's say because they're not necessarily directly related because sorry did you say that the firm um had handled data poorly or what was what, what uh, i'm not sure i'm not uh, I'm not sure on. I don't want to uh, allege anything that's. Okay. Uh, so but there, but, was, there, was, there, was, there was questions asked about their handling of of judicially sensitive information and samples. Okay. 
So, I mean, what, but what angle do we want to explore here? Is it that kind of signifier angle, or is it just a more general one of, um, you know, how useful online well, yeah, ratings I, I, are? I think I think a little bit of both. I think the I think perhaps if you've got a company which is got lots of unhappy people, you know, is 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 sick in some way, um, it's likely it's it's probably not an unreasonable leap of uh, logic to think well if they if they run themselves badly then they're probably likely to do a bad job um, and so uh, it, it's fairly you know and if you've got companies where everyone's happy and motivated and you expect that company like more likely to do a good job and provide good products okay let's bring you in at this point Chris. yeah well I, I think you know I think there are two questions here that these these systems post the, f the first is uh, to what extent can these systems be taken as a reliable sample of um, the the population whose um, whose views we're we're interested in? So, to to what extent can they be trusted to tell you what the average person in a particular pool thinks about something? And the second question is. Uh, once you've once you've made that decision, let's say they are representative, what does that information then tell you about your particular question? So it might be, you know, if you're looking at um, if you're looking at restaurant reviews or something like that, it might be that uh, you find out that um, lots of people think a restaurant, the food in a restaurant, is too spicy. Uh, so you know that's something that's that's been said, but it might be you really like spicy food. So um, actually, uh, it's about translating not just first of all, do people generally think the food is too spicy? Secondly, what does that mean for you and the decision you're trying to trying to make and your sets of preferences? On the first side of things, I think you know you know uh, these systems can be very susceptible to uh, manipulation um, so so over manipulation so there's, there's an example um, of the film The Promise for example uh, uh, which is um, a film about the um, uh, historic film about the Armenian genocide and uh, it's rating on a, a movie rating site um, initially was very very low and uh, there's a strong suspicion that this was orchestrated in some way by people who um, are uh, particularly averse to the notion of uh, the Armenian genocide being historically recognised. Um, so that there was a campaign to downrate this movie so people wouldn't go and watch it. Uh, so, so, and I was quite interested in going to watch this film, so I so I opened up the reviews and I thought, oh, it's only got two stars, that's interesting. Looked at the first you know 20 or 30 reviews all of which were giving it five stars and saying this is this is brilliant you know but what a travesty that uh this has been manipulated in in some way so so you know there there is these things can be susceptible to general manipulation or uh you know there's the issue of the fact do do they represent do they represent the population even if if they're not being uh tampered with through some some campaign um how many people leave reviews for things? Well, generally, it's people at the extremes, people who have a, a negative experience or people who have a very positive experience who are moved to uh, um, to, to leave a review. Uh, but the vast majority of people for whom it was so-so um, perhaps don't don't bother to, to, to leave a review or generally, you know, uh, um, don't, don't see the point in leaving a review. And so, yeah, sorry, go on. Well, I, I was just going to say, so, you know, w we need to take that into account, the, the representativeness of um, 
of the types of people leaving reviews on these things. Okay, I mean, so to sort of sum up where we are, so um, we have access now um, because of the nature of the internet, we've got access now to crowdsourced reviews uh, or rating systems. And one of the potential downsides of that is either they can be sabotaged or the and the the people leaving reviews there, as you say, can be a naturally sort of uh, st- strong feeling in one way or another. And so I guess the question is, is that even taking that into account is is looking at the alternatives. And so let's say, as in previously, you have to rely on what, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of critics from you know different national newspapers might say about a given play for example that you're interested in seeing and um are we still in a better position we i think we i guess the question is are we still in a sort of even taking into account all the things that can go wrong um we're still better off is that right well i think so as long as you're able to uh, accommodate handling all that information so it might take you 10 minutes to read the uh, the Guardian review on a play, but it might take you much longer than that to read uh, a significant number of reviews um, about the same play on on a review site. So you you, you have more data to work with, which is great. Uh, and but you you, you it presents its own problem. Having more data, it takes more time. And also, you have to you have to develop your own sense your own spidey sense to try to filter out the the, 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 the chaff, uh, try to moderate those reviews which are clearly extreme uh, and try and pick out the specific bits that are, that are key indicators for you. In one way, in something we've talked, uh, one way that they seek to do this is that your, your raters can be rated themselves, right? Um, and so, for example, on when that happens on Amazon, I actually don't particularly trust the. I, I actually, I actually pay very little heed to that. That you know, some people are star raters, uh, or that other people's find their reviews more useful. Um, does anyone else sort of pay much credence to those or not? Uh, well, in, in certainly in, in sites that I I, I used uh, quite a lot, uh, like uh, Stack Overflow, they've got quite a a, a well developed QDOS system um, where you you have to work quite hard to earn more QDOS. So the people with high ratings are have demonstrated themselves to be quite knowledgeable in in a number of topics. And um uh and so you can you can generally trust their word. And because in order to get there they they, they it'd be very difficult to get to a high level of QDOS without uh, surreptitiously with a, an agenda in mind. You have to be a sort of sort of fully signed up member to the ethos of this platform which is about collectively improving everyone's capacity for for doing so one way of doing it is that you rate the raters and are there systems that work it looks like there are um yeah i mean i i think there um where the difficulty comes and and this is the case for most things which we review uh, where the difficulty comes is for things which are subjective in your enjoyment of them. So, um, take films for example. Uh, w- you know what what mass rating systems tend to do is give you lowest common denominator uh, experiences, and so um, uh, you know the the advan- the disadvantage of the um, of the trusted single reviewer or set of elite reviewers you know who used to be you know times columnists or or whatever is that they they 
it's easy to uh to it's far easier to corrupt one person and you know bribe one person than it is to to uh, set up, you know, an entire crowd of people to 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 do something. So they probably were more susceptible to that that sense of favoritism or or, um, or bias. Uh, and um, you know, th- th- those individuals wielded a great deal of power. For you know, a restaurant critic could could make or break a new a new restaurant's um, existence, and that's that's probably not democratic or or fair. But uh, where an individual reviewer has advantages and at some point i think we need to develop a, a hybrid approach which which gets the the best of both is um uh, roger ebert the the famous um uh, us film critic said you know most people don't um don't watch a film consciously they don't think about a film consciously they go to a film and then they give it th- you know three stars two stars w- w- whatever they're not necessarily expert in in uh in reviewing films or indeed in critically examining um films and sometimes what you build up with a a reviewer is a sense of trust in their opinion so you get oh yeah you know uh this particular reviewer has got my number they know my you know my mores and they will be able to pick something which which i like i trust them on these kinds of issues and so while somebody who is rated by most people as being trustworthy, that doesn't necessarily mean they match they match your set of tastes and your subjective view. So I suppose that the hybrid approach is um, is where you move towards a system where you have I would like to see ratings from people like like me, people who are you know I know like the same types of things as me or represent the same. Uh, perspective on the particular the uh, the particular commodity as uh, as I do, and I think that's probably the smarter way of doing things, and, and probably the way things are things are going. And um, yeah, nicely explained, and I like that. Um, that still caters sort of for individuality. Um, so I mean, we started to talk there in terms of entertainment and films, but is there any sense that we can talk about this in a different way? Because we started out by talking about a company and how competent it was. Mm. Um, so can we broaden this out to stuff that's more important than films um, and bring it back around to a similar kind of example yeah I, I, it relates to a, a common uh, uh, well studied phenomenon um, where the prevalence of information and so, social sites on, on the internet allows for people to coalesce around into echo chambers where they ha- where they um, have circular conversations that perpetually reinforce their pre- preconceived ideas, uh, and um, this is, I believe, I, I think, is a is a, a growing serious social issue, where um, uh, we we historically we've had sort of um, physical segregation of of different of different peoples, um, whereas now uh, we have. Uh, we have uh, the same thing going on in, in, in on the uh, on, in cyberspace where people people's views are incompatible and not shared and people aren't learning and making the best of each other but they are they 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 they're um retrenching into into stovepipes and and and, and uh, which which don't um don't cross pollinate with with good ideas or or are in active conflict with each other so i'm thinking uh Kind of uh, jihadist fora, um, the English Defence League forums, these these sort of places where they're, they're 
there are probably some very decent moderate people on there, but because they have a a slight bias in one direction, they end up strengthening that bias uh, for for the worse of for the worse of all. I, I think I think it it boils down to really um, what what things are appropriate to seek ratings for, and so you know. So, so, we, we we use them to help reduce uncertainty and to help us uh, help support us making decisions in choice about some different options. So, like where rating sites are very useful is for things like uh, what what product should I buy or what service should I buy. So, you know, we have lots of um, if you want to get a, a builder, you can benefit from other people's experience of you know who a good builder is by looking at a, a particular sort of rating uh, rating site. Um, and under those circumstances, you you know you may only employ builders you know once every twenty years or something. Uh, it it is sensible to consult you know other people's uh, opinions uh, in order to, to to do that. And those kinds of um, ratings can can be can be very useful. Uh, but it's it's about something around which we don't we don't have direct experience of, and we can't make a judgment. Where I think it's more where we towards um, the territory that, that Peter's talking about is where you use those rating sites or, or where you use others' opinions and uh, reviews of things um, to shape your views and opinions on things which perhaps you should be making your own mind up on to some extent. So, for example, uh, you know, um, what political party should I support? You know, you could view that as I'm I'm buying a political brand and I want you know some reviews on this. Um, but you you sh- those kinds of decisions uh, you you know you've seen the same political messaging as as other people, uh, and you should be able to form your your opinions based on that. There's there's less uncertainty about what it is this thing is going to. Um, what this thing actually is you can you can see you know all the all the various options and make your own your own decisions so i suppose you know uh the the consumer of ratings uh ratings platforms needs to needs to think about what what am i using what kinds of things am i using this to rate or or help shape my decision making process on but okay but i'm still going back to this question of trust how can we be sure or mitigate for trusting in, in these systems yeah well as I, as I said earlier you know that there are sometimes campaigns to um, uh, to to, um, uh, to manipulate these things and, and then you get you know you you sometimes get uh, individuals maliciously acting in these systems where um, you, you know uh, uh, you get sock puppeting where somebody will pose as a client of their their rivals and say the service was terrible or you might get an author reviewing their own book very favorably as as has happened in a, a couple of famous famous cases and then they've got caught out and it's been been very embarrassing for them so I suppose <clears throat> um, you know we we acknowledge the usefulness of these systems but but the the potential for um, for mistrust in them is 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 quite great. So, how do you build how do you build sus- systems that spot deception or or manipulation? 
uh and and that's something which you know which which we need to think about and be uh be be clever yeah. about because there's there's an element of of gaming any any system you set up which is rigid which says okay you know uh um here are our set of rules for identifying Im- imposters or uh, um people manipulating the system can quite quickly be gamed by by the people people themselves so um you know this is quite a complex comp- complex problem okay yeah. and aside from external rules which look for deception i think there's a lot that uh if you are designing a community there's a there's a, a lot of careful design is needed in designing the incentivization structures to dissuade people with particular agendas from manipulating and gaming the site uh, and rewarding people giving fair impartial um and meaningful information rich uh, opinions about things what about um no okay so one thing i'm curious about is um to what extent i mean i am definitely a consumer of online rating systems but i very rarely if ever um have contributed um i'm trying to think if i have p so i don't think i do or i have which is rather kind of means i'm a sort of a free rider on this but um i bet you have peter i bet you yeah i do stuff all the quite time. frequently i i use TripAdvisor as a resource for discovering restaurants and things it's a, particularly if i'm uh on holiday um I'll, I'll i'll use it to scope out potential places to go and um I try to leave a review if i've if it's been even if it's been adequate i like to try and give an honest review about what i found was good and and I, I think I think this uh, this is the key lesson. the the greatest um, the the greatest way we can uh, sort of mitigate um, these systems from being manipulated is to be active participants in them. I mean, you you said you're you're a voyeur of of the of the system effectively, uh, and you've never left one. That probably means lots of people like you haven't left one, and therefore when you're reading the reviews, they're from people not not like you. Uh, whereas when you've taken part in something, you just build up more more trust in it because you you have a sense of well I've reviewed these people may well be like like me and therefore I I trust their their reviews more. So I suppose the end point is uh, you know make sure you you contribute and you don't just sit there lurking looking at everyone else's hard work. I like that. Uh, that's something I can take away from this. And, and in fact, um, I need to take a lesson in, uh, in one of my own lessons. Cause I'm always complaining about with my mum, right? My mum is 84, about to turn 84. And she's a voracious user of Facebook. And she, she, she absolutely loves it. But what she does is she sits there for hours and hours and meticulously trawls through posts and then connections to those posts. And, you know, she goes quite deep down the different connections and stuff. But what she never, ever, ever does is comment or post anything herself or like anything. And um, and, and so, yeah, so I need to be less might like my mum and, and start. And in fact, we all do. And, and, and sort of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, I'm sure and, your mother, mother's a lovely lady. She is a lovely lady as well. She is a lovely lady. But I, but I think this is, I think that just to really round things off, I think this is part of a sort of social maturation which is going on the internet and all these social tools are all brand new we've never had anything quite like it before uh, and it's we're, we're, we as a as a as a race are going through a uh, as a species are going through a process of 
working out what is what is right and what is ethical and what's the, the most appropriate way of using it and i think maybe that sort of being more being not just a passive user of it but being an active member of the community um is 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 probably one of the mature things we need to do and and if if uh, i've seen it in specific examples where actually your your membership of a certain community is contingent on you being an active member and if you if you aren't an active member then you then you're booted out and you, you those benefits are, are withdrawn from you there we go okay nice note to wrap up on okay i'm fraser mcgrew we've been here with chris rag and peter coghill of aleph insights you've been listening to the cognitive engineering podcast thanks as always for listening until next time bye bye mm-hmm.